Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, Tanya here, and this week I want to talk to you about staying present for your best future. How much of your mental energy is spent in your present moment? Really, think about that for a minute. If you're listening to this podcast at your desk, are you even here right now? Or are you thinking about that proposal you have to write? Or the call you have to make? Or the email you should have sent? or the way that guy spoke to you in the coffee shop. Where are you? Are you sitting and listening without thinking about your next thought? Or are you wondering what I'm going to say next? One Harvard University study by psychologist Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert discovered that 47% of our mental time is spent in the non-present. That means we are either chewing on the past or chomping at the future or fretting over something that may never happen. But most of our mental time is not spent in our present moment or in our current activity. And most of those thoughts don't make us happy. Can you imagine? The article was even titled, Wandering Mind, Not a Happy Mind. I'll have the link in the show notes so you can reach the Harvard Gazette for that story. But we humans have 40 or more thousand thoughts per day. Dr. Joe Dispenza says that of those thoughts, some of the ones that we think about, we think about all the time. So we had the same thoughts yesterday and the day before that and so on. If our minds truly have creative power and we can create what we think about and shout about, meaning we add energy of emotion to it, is it any wonder that we keep living day in and day out the same way? That's where ruts are created, right? That's where creativity is stifled. Okay, so you want to be authors. Uh, Are you having any of those same thoughts running around in your mind every day? Is it like surprising at all, given the thoughts that you think about. Think about your thoughts that you have throughout the day. Is there any surprise that you haven't written your book yet? Your mind is probably too busy grumbling about how you don't know what to write or there's no time and you've got to rush home from work and as it is and and, and the that car shouldn't have just cut you off like that. And what on earth are you going to make for dinner? And who has time to do anything they enjoy any daggum way? And what were you talking about, Tanya? Oh, yeah, that book that I don't have time to write. 
Louise Hay, the late author and founder of Hay House Publishing, used to say that the power is in the present moment. You can create your next great book or idea or project in this moment. You just have to get your subconscious mind working in the direction of your dreams. So each present thought has creative power. Everything you have in your office, your home, or even your hand right now was once a thought in someone's mind before it became a reality, before it was made into form. So if you can learn to harness that creative power, there's no telling what you can do or be or have. Neville Goddard called this creative, man's creative imagination. That's what he called it. Man's creative imagination. And he believed that whatever you could imagine could be hardened into fact. He believed that you could stay present for your best future. Now you may ask, what's wrong with dwelling on the future? It's a good thing, right? You're dreaming. Well, you might see how uh, dwelling on the past is useless, right? Because it's not going to help you now, and it's certainly not going to help you in the future. But what's wrong with dwelling in the future? Well, if you apply the Pareto principle to your thoughts, 20% of your thoughts and actions will generate 80% of your positive results. Revenue, outcomes, new projects, new books, etc. What 20% of thoughts and actions can you spend that will move the needle the most for you? Figure out what that is and the rest of what you do is just busy work that can be delegated or discarded. So let's break that 20% down even farther and say that 12% of your thoughts and actions um, may not be of consequence. They may not take place or they just may not make much of an impact or a change in your life whether they happen or not. These might be thoughts like, oh yeah, I need to pick up some printer turner on my way home tonight. Fairly inconsequential, a relevant thought, but it's not going to drop a million bucks or a thousand followers in your lap, right? Let's look at the remaining 8% though of your thoughts and actions that are deep enough to make an impact on your goals. These are intense, purposeful thoughts in your present moment that allow you to have better concentration, more focus, better execution, greater attention to details, They help you identify what's important. They create that wide view strategy and allow you to work smarter so you can produce greater results, which all leads to more happiness and joy. Now wait, you may be thinking, how do I plan the big picture and still stay in my present moment? 
Yeah. Admittedly. First, you spend time developing your plan and strategy during your focused thinking time. Then you narrow that focus to do the best that you can, taking the right action with the right people on the right task in the present moment. So if you keep the long range view too often or too long, you're going to gather too much data and you'll just become overwhelmed with everything. Instead, plan your future for the long view and then narrow your focus and get into the present moment. What is the point of being present? Let me give you an example of how being present can be helpful. For all of our Write Something Worthy tribe members who are professionals, consultants, or coaches, being in your present moment can help you intensely listen to your ideal client. If your mind is not fixed on what you wish that you did right before the call, geez, I wish I did this, I wish I did that, or, you know, if you are sitting up there thinking about what you want to say next, you can't really focus on what you're actually hearing and respond appropriately. But if you are mindful of those things, if you are focusing and listening on what you're actually hearing, then you can take the appropriate action. You can help your client to discover their true pain points and serve them by helping them discover solutions. So being present means that you're actively listening. You're not speculating what they will say next while they're talking. You're not making other plans and and thinking of other things that you could be doing. You are there now. Now, for emerging authors, being in the present moment can be applied to writing your book. You can be in the long view while you're taking the Bebop e-course and establishing your vision and your goals for your book and creating the awesome outline of content that you're going to have in it. Then you can settle into your present moment to write each chapter so that you can create the fabulous book that you so lovingly outlined. Stay present with each new chapter and focus on producing the best words you know how in that moment. Your outline will guide you so you don't have to be long range there. You look at each new chapter and subheading on your outline, you get present, and you write your best book. And remember, it's going to be edited by a professional later, so you don't have to worry about that right now. Just get that fabulous book out of you now, in the present moment. So how how can you get into your now? Getting into the now is one reason why the breath is so powerful. It's, it's grounding. I lost uh, a wonderful friend last year who was 
quite intuitive and totally lived up to her name, which was Jolly. Jolly really helped you to tune into your breath. And her breath was precious to her because she only had one lung. But she knew how to help you to totally get conscious and focus on proper breathing. And when you're doing that, you can really tap into your present moment. So try that for yourself right now. Really. It'll keep it really, really simple. But put your pen or your phone down for a hot minute and just stop. Stop for a minute. Now, if you're feeling really self-conscious, like I used to, you can do this with your eyes wide open so your co-workers or the person in the car next to you can't tell what you're doing. But if you want to soak it in and you're not driving, close your eyes for a minute while you do it. All right, it's really quick. It won't take long. What I want you to do is take a deep breath in through your nose and hold it and then slowly release it through your parted lips. Take another deep breath in and hold it and slowly release it through your mouth. And one more time, take a deep breath in and hold it and release. There is something about it that allows you, by that third breath, to actually focus on your breathing. To stop looking and stop thinking elsewhere and actually be in that moment with that breath. I still remember times when I thought, I don't have time for three breaths. Can we just do this in one or two? Do we really have to take the third one? I was literally impatient thinking about what I had to do next. Like, do you know, do you know how many people wish they could easily take that breath right now? And there I was complaining about how long it took to take three deep breaths. I'm still amazed though, even now, at how stress relieving those three breaths can be. If you allow it, it can release all manner of tension from your shoulders, from your neck, and from other parts of your body. It can help you to clear your mind. And because you're not thinking about all the junk and the clutter and the things you have to do, you're just pausing long enough to take three deep breaths in your present moment. I especially recommend this if you are emotional in any way or for any reason. If you're angry or you're frustrated or scared or sad or over anxious or whatever. Just stop, take three deep clearing breaths and allow all that to melt away just for that moment. So my encouragement for you today is to stay present for your best future.
Your best book is yet to come. Your best life is yet to come. So be mindful and take the best steps you know how in this moment to have the biggest positive impact on your own future. All right. It's time again for our Abundant Author Affirmations. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. Today is the future I created yesterday. Today is the future I created yesterday. And with that, we are complete. That affirmation was from Louise Hay at louisehay.com. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Louise has so many wonderful affirmations that you can benefit from. So I highly recommend uh, checking that out. And if you need a little help releasing your yesterdays so that you can write or be present and brilliant today, reach out for conscious book coaching with me at tanyaloves.me forward slash cbc. tanyaloves.me forward slash cbc. I'm happy to help you to release some of that non-present energy so that you can get grounded in your now and create the best future you can. So thanks for listening today. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode.